0: Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation, and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, ManagingMiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I'm here today with Kristen, and she is going to share her experience with an ectopic pregnancy. Kristen, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So when did this ectopic pregnancy happen?
1: It was in May of 2017.
0: Okay, okay. And was this your first pregnancy?
1: No, um... I actually have a daughter. Um, I had given birth to her in October of 2016.
0: Okay. Okay. So talk me through this experience of did you know you were pregnant? How far along? Let's walk us through that timeline.
1: I did not know I was pregnant. So it was a little crazy because I had my daughter in, in October of 2016, and I had been breastfeeding her and I had recently stopped. So I was, I still hadn't had a period since, well, before I was, initially when I was pregnant with her. So I, um, I started, it was around the last two weeks or so of April, and I started bleeding. And I thought that it was my first period since my pregnancy. Um, it seemed like it was a little different. Um, Typically, my periods are only two to three days, um, and it ended up lasting about two weeks. And I kind of Googled, and it said that, you know, it can be a heavier or longer period, your first one.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So I um, I wasn't too worried about it, but I had mentioned it to my fiance, and about a weekend, he thought, you know, it's been kind of a long time. And when it got to be closer to the two-week mark, he was pretty concerned, and he wanted me to call my OB. So, were you having
0: any pain during this? I wasn't.
1: I oh, okay. I wasn't having any kind of pain. It was just it was just bleeding, and it was pretty much every day. But some days would be heavier than others, and so I wasn't actually I wasn't very concerned. Um, but he kind of insisted that I call my OB. So I remember. It was a Friday and I was at work and I called and it was kind of late in the day and told them what was going on. And the nurse asked me if I had taken a pregnancy test and I said, well, no, I mean, I, I haven't even had a period since, you know, my last pregnancy. So she advised me to take a pregnancy test and I was, I was a little surprised. And so I said, okay. And my mom was at home with my daughter so I left a little bit early stopped and got a pregnancy test on the way home and I called Chris my fiance and I told him what was going on and they had wanted me to take a pregnancy test and so I got to our house and walked in and took the pregnancy test right away and it came up positive immediately oh my gosh were you shocked I was pretty shocked yes um, I, 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 couldn't believe it. I was, I was kind of in complete shock. And so my, my mother knew what was going on cause I had told her. And so I walked out and I said, well, you know, it's positive and, um, based on what's been happening the past few weeks, I don't think this is going to have a very good outcome. So I was trying to stay positive, but in the back of my mind, I felt like something probably wasn't right. Um, but yeah. I was a little hopeful. Because of course with my previous, with my previous pregnancy, I had had a couple episodes of bleeding and uh, one at 12 weeks and one at 33 weeks. And the bleeding at 33 weeks was pretty severe. And so I was, um, I was just kind of hoping that that wouldn't be the case um, this time. You know, maybe it was just same as last time, just having some bleeding and not a huge deal. So Um, my fiance came and went to the hospital with me. And the first thing they did was give me a pregnancy test. And the doctor asked me, did you you know you were pregnant? I said, no, I, I had no idea. And so that added some confusion because I had no way of telling them when my last period would have been. So they had no idea how far along I might've been. Right,
0: right. Yeah. And
1: so he said he wanted to do an ultrasound and he was just, I guess just a general ER doctor. So he did an ultrasound just over my stomach. And he told me, you know, I could see on the screen and it didn't look like anything was there. And he said, well, I don't see anything here in the uterus, but this really isn't my area of expertise. So he suggested that someone from OB come down and do an ultrasound. So said okay and he said you know try not to worry because if this is really new then there might you know we might not be able to see anything at this point so you know my fiance and I we just kept kind of saying to each other like you know let's try not to get our hopes up but let's try not to be negative so um
0: how long did you have to wait I mean that must have felt like an eternity
1: it we actually ended up being there for a long time I think we got there around well It got pretty crazy but i think that we were when we finally found out what was going on it was probably about midnight um because i could kind of tell the way that everyone was acting i could tell something was off just because when i had gone in with my previous pregnancy and had some bleeding the first thing they did was find her and find a heartbeat and reassure me that everything was okay and that just that just wasn't happening this time so a nurse so someone uh, came down from OB yes she came down and she actually did a a vaginal ultrasound yep and that that was actually that was pretty painful and I don't know if it was because of the ectopic but and and it seemed like it took forever and it was just you know I, I was just beside myself at this point but I was trying to hold it together and so she couldn't really see anything that way so then she took uh, the Doppler and ran it over my stomach. And at that point, I heard the heartbeat. Oh, wow. And but I, she moved it away really fast. Okay. And so then she left, and I looked over at, at Chris, my fiance, and I said, did you hear that? And he was like, "You know, no, no, like, did I hear what? And I said, there was a heartbeat. And it was maybe only a few seconds, but I did hear it. So he, he stepped outside to call his mom and I remember another nurse came in and she had been the one who had kind of been taking care of me the whole time and she asked me how I was doing and I had been holding it together pretty well up until then. And I said, you know, I just, I have a feeling that this is not good. And then I kind of broke down and then she started crying. Oh, so so, I knew that I just I knew then you know yeah. that someone was going to come and, and give us bad news. So um they sent in another doctor, and yeah, you know, she pulled up the chair next to me, and she told me that the pregnancy um, had implanted itself inside my fallopian tube, so and and it wasn't going to be a viable pregnancy. She told me that one of my doctors who had worked with me through my pregnancy was actually upstairs and she was going to come down and talk with us about the next steps. So she came down and she told me that, you know, they had identified the pregnancy in my tube, same thing. And that there was a heartbeat, but they were going to have to do emergency surgery that night to remove the tube, um, and obviously the, the baby, right. because it wouldn't be a viable pregnancy. So right.
0: Yeah, um, but you had no damage to your tubes at that point?
1: Oh, there was, yeah, there was, uh, up until that point, no, but then with after this, yes, she- Okay, keep she, going. She, <laughs> keep telling. Yeah, yeah, she said she couldn't save the tube. So, oh, like, my gosh. And she said that the, oh. it, we, we were measuring it about seven weeks. Wow. She said the tube was on the verge of rupturing. So if I hadn't come in when I did, there's a pretty good chance that the tube would have ruptured and I could have potentially hemorrhaged and even bled to death in the
0: worst case scenario. Yes. Yes.
1: So I was shocked about the emergency surgery. I I didn't realize that I would be going to surgery that, that night. I mean, I figured she was gonna come in and we would schedule something, but I had no idea. And she's, um, my doctor is a wonderful woman. She's very empathetic, but she's also very straightforward. And she told us the risks and said that she knew that we would lose the tube and there was a good chance I would lose my ovary. And in the absolute worst case scenario, she could even have to do a hysterectomy. So I think that's that a lot to take really, in. It was a lot yeah. to take in. And yeah. I think it hit, it hit my, my fiance, Chris, it hit him really hard at that point because I don't think either of us understood the gravity of the situation until she put it in those terms. So we had to do it right oh. then. I mean, I, w- I was signing release papers as they were wheeling me down the hallway. Oh, my gosh you have the surgery. And, um, you know, I, I, the last thing I saw as I was being wheeled off was just, you know, Chris and he was in tears and there was just nothing that nothing we could do. I, you know, there was no other option. That's, that's what
0: had to happen. And, um, It is it, is, it is what it, has to happen for sure, but holy, that's a lot to take in in a short period of time, even though it is the best, you know, it has to happen for your safety, I mean, what what were you just, could you even think as you're being, you know, signing these release forms, being wheeled into surgery? I
1: couldn't, you know, I think that, um, and it's something I dealt with a lot after, but even, you know, even during that time, I felt a lot of guilt and like, I realized that it's something that had to happen, but just knowing that the baby was there, there was a heartbeat, You know, I just, I felt terrible and I felt like I had absolutely no control over the situation. Um, I was just kind of along for the ride and it was really difficult because I'm not a person who likes to have no control of the situation and I didn't have options. I didn't, there was no decision to be made.
0: Right. Wow. So, surgery. What happened? How did it go? How did you feel after? The surgery, um, what I'm told, um, went
1: as well as it could. I ended up just losing my right tube. She was able to save my ovary. Okay. So I think it took a little longer than they expected because I know that Chris said that he was completely panicking because when they did come out to tell him how it went – he said everyone else, the doctors were just coming out and talking to them in the waiting room, but they told him that they wanted to, have to go into a room alone with my doctor to talk to her. Oh my so gosh. I think he, he was thinking something had went wrong and something had happened to me, but she told him it went very well and um, she actually asked him if he wanted to see pictures of you know what the everything that had been removed and he did. I didn't I didn't have that option and I, I didn't see anything but she showed him the pictures and explained to him the procedure and I think it took me probably like an hour to come out of recovery and I do remember when I woke up I kind of came to and just sort of real you know when you come out it's so weird because you go to sleep and then you wake up and you've had this major surgery and I just started to cry and the anesthesiologist was there and he was like, you know, are you okay? Are you in pain? And I just remember I said, I'm just sad. Yeah. And so the recovery itself, it wasn't, it wasn't as terrible as you might think. I, that happened. The surgery was, you know, early Saturday morning and I was back to work by Wednesday.
0: Okay. And was it, how did they do the surgery? Was it laparoscopic? Do you know? It was laparoscopic. Um, One of the releases I signed had said
1: that if, you know, there was a chance they would have to do a more invasive surgery, but luckily they were able to do it laparoscopically. And it was just, I believe it was two incisions. And I had had my gallbladder out that January. So they were able to use a couple of the same areas, like in my belly button to, okay. to go in, I guess. So, um, but you but recovered was, well. Uh, yes, I recovered well. Physically. Was, uh, physically. Talk physically phys- first. Okay. Physically. Yes. I was, I was very sore and you know, the next couple of days after that weren't great, but yeah, like I said, I went back to work on, on Wednesday. That following okay. Week.
0: And the emotions.
1: It was really tough I mean I I think it was just so crazy because everything happened so fast and I didn't even really have the time to process that I was pregnant and you know right and so it's all being babies. processed after
0: yeah yeah all of it so
1: mm-hmm. it was tough I mean I you know I cried a lot and I think also you know it's just like any other pregnancy I mean you know there's the hormones and Um, so I, I just, I I was very sad and my fiance was very supportive. I mean, he was very sad too, but he was extremely supportive throughout the entire ordeal. And I mean, he was very upset too. You know, it was, um, it, it was just so, it all happened so fast. It just, it was unreal.
0: Wow. So where are you at today? Uh,
1: today, um, you know, I, I think that I, I really try to focus on, you know, being thankful that we have our daughter and, you know, knowing we could try again. Um, I guess there's different opinions on, you know, whether or not you can successfully get pregnant after having one of your tubes removed. Our doctor told us that there wasn't any research to show that it was any less likely. For a couple to get pregnant after the removal of the tube so okay. um we just kind of decided to let things kind of progress naturally and it was the same situation though i mean after having the surgery you know my my doctor said you know we don't want you to get pregnant within the next eight weeks and unfortunately once you have one ectopic pregnancy you are more likely to have another so okay we knew we we were going to have to be very diligent in making sure if we even thought I was pregnant, you know, getting into the doctor as soon as possible. Um, Okay. So,
0: and are you thinking that you do want to try again? How is that fear? Because there's so much fear once you've had, once you've had a loss, how are you feeling about that? Well, um,
1: we did start trying again and, today as of today I am a little over 14 weeks oh uh,
0: yes 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 yes
1: yes I just hope that that can give anyone who's gone through this some hope because we just weren't sure you know our doctor had told us you know what she told us about you know there's no reason to think that you can't get pregnant just as easily but I actually joined a support group for people who had gone through ectopic pregnancies and it made me happy to read about other people's success stories um, and made me hopeful that we could have another success. So as of yesterday, I had an appointment and everything was going well. So,
0: Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. That is just amazing. Just amazing.
1: And we're still nervous. I mean, I think that um, with my first pregnancy, everything seemed to go so smoothly. So with what happened back in May, I think it kind of gave me a dose of reality that, you know, these things can happen and everything may not go smoothly. So I've been trying to stay very positive, but there are still some nerves and nervousness associated, um, which will probably carry through the entire pregnancy, but I do
0: feel great and I'm very thankful. That's fantastic. Are you able to share what that support group was for people listening?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's actually just through Facebook and there are a couple of them. Um, one of them is just, I think it's hope after an ectopic pregnancy and the other, I think is just ectopic pregnancy support. Um, and you know, it's crazy because they are actually pretty rare. I actually looked up the statistics, and yeah there's about 200,000 every year in the United States so these are people all over the world and I was kind of surprised how many people it does happen to um and everyone's story is different you know some people do know they're pregnant and they spend however many weeks excited about being pregnant only to find out that it hasn't planted in the tube or elsewhere so um they did get me in right away, knowing my history, when we found out about, about our current pregnancy, they got me in as soon as I found out. So I was probably only five weeks when okay. they brought me in and did an ultrasound just to make sure, you know, it wasn't the same. That was probably when I was the most nervous at that appointment.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. And they did the ultrasound. Everything looked good. And mm-hmm. you could take a nice deep breath. Good. Yes. I was so
1: relieved when they, when they told me.
0: Oh, yes. That is just so, so wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know it's going to help so many people, especially this, you know, a smaller group, the smaller group that's looking for more help about a topic. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's no problem. I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, as far as ectopic pregnancies i think there's still some confusion with some groups um who believe that an ectopic pregnancy is viable and i did a lot of research after after our ectopic pregnancy because there's nothing else that we could have done right and unfortunately just with the technology today it's just not there so it's you know for anyone else going through it there can be some guilt associated with it but you just have to know that it's not your fault and you know it's a life-saving surgery so it's there really aren't a whole lot of options unfortunately so thank you for sharing that